Good evening and welcome to the Online Warriors podcast. It's the holiday season, as as the song says, and we're here to talk to you about, actually, I don't know, not much Christmas stuff. We can talk about Christmas if you want, uh, but we're mostly talking about, you know, nerdy stuff like we always do. A lot of year-end type stuff. Yeah, so, summarizing 2018. This will be one of the last episodes of 2018. Woo-hoo. Another year. Um, what's your? What's to start it off this way? So I'm first of all, as always, I'm Illegal Eighty Six, and I'm joined by the lovely Nerd Bomber. Hello, everybody. She's she's out there and Tactic One. How you go? How you doing? How you going? <laughs> How you going? <laughs> uh, we're we're doing great. Uh, and before we get into our usual kind of lineup, I, do you guys have any New Year's resolutions? Do you want to talk about that, or are you not yet prepared? I mean, we're like December, this is like December 12th or something, so I don't even know if I have one yet. I don't know if I've fully prepared a New Year's resolution. Every year, I kind of do the same thing where I'm like, I'm going to follow through on something this year, and I just kind of leave it up there in the air, whether it's exercising or playing guitar or reading more, although I did do that this year. Or, like, finishing games, although I did do that this year. Um, wow, 2018 was a banner year. Right? They usually just have it, like, do something to completion. And that is my resolution. That's inspiring. Tactic one, any any equally inspiring resolutions are kind of just the same? To be more of a hobbyist, my uh, go-to attitude with Nerd Bomber around is hey what are you doing what are you doing what are you doing what are you doing let's do something let's do something let's do something and it's not really uh go off and do my own hobby so i'm gonna try to get some independence and get my own hobby so 2019 you're gonna say have a good year nerd bomber and just go into a corner and do your thing yes i like it i like it uh how about you on my end i I don't like see and I feel like I might have talked about this on a previous episode because it's one of my soapbox, one of my many soapboxes that I enjoy standing on. But I read an article recently, and by that I mean I'm pretty sure last New Year's I read an article that was about how New Year's resolutions are like a quasi-harmful practice because they make you localize your like positive change motivation to like one specific time of the year. But I don't really... At the same time, I don't really believe in that because I've had multiple successful New Year's resolutions. Um, I I think it was 2016 or 2017. I was like, I'm going to start going to the gym more. And I actually did. And I still do. I went to the gym today. And, you know, do I look any different? No. But that's not the point. The point is to go and to complain about it and to be part of the health zeitgeist. I don't like superfood, so I have to kind of be healthy in some way. And this is how I do it. Um, 2019 is going to be a great year. It's going to be a great year for the podcast. We have a lot of exciting content that, you know, we haven't really planned yet. But as should far we, as I know, we're going to we keep going. Should we things up in 2018? Like, so the first year of the podcast, we did, like, our normal news stuff. And then at the end, we did the rotating ending segments. And then for the second year, we've primarily done the game shows should we do like a new shtick? Should we keep it going? I think we should shake things up in 2019 instead. Oh, yeah. Sorry. 2019. Yeah. Oops. Okay. So th- this is this is good. Let's let's let the listeners in on on a typical online warriors board meeting, which by the way, this might be also the first board meeting that we've ever had. The ending segment for 2019. It's no longer a game show. I just said it. What? We're going to retire that. So what's the next thing? Rock, paper, scissors. I feel like that Can won't you... be engaging because it's not visual. Oh, that's true. Or it needs to be visual and we're not a visual show. We could be like sure sports announcers with our rock, paper, scissors. And there's a rock, there's a rock, is there paper, is there paper, is there scissors, is there scissors? It's rock. Hmm. Are we, are we talking best of... I'm confused about how that would work. Let's talk, we'll talk about that offline and get a get a plan together meanwhile um, if any of you listeners have a suggestion engage with us on social media because we still do have a twitter not very often used but it's still out there in the world so if you engage with us and tell us what you would like to see we might do it keyword might no promises if you tweet at us 
I would say there's a at least a 95% chance that we'll see it. There's still a 5% in there that you can't really know. But we'll see it. And then will we act on it? Maybe. That's a lot harder to say, if you ask me. Just, you know, be responsible with your suggestions. Don't ask us to do anything that would put our lives at risk. Yeah, Is we're that... not going to do like a jackass type thing. That's not my style. Yeah. They still wouldn't be able to yeah. see it. Might as well go back to rock, paper, scissors. Well, right now, the 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 winning idea is rock, paper, scissors. So your goal, if you're going to tweet at us, should be to beat that <laughs> as as an idea. Let that be the bar. And we'll we'll try and hop over that. In the meantime, let's, let's, let's go from the future back into the past and kick it off with our What Are You Up To Wednesday. And let's take it over to Tectic One to, to kick us off here. Okay, so I'm going to start with a public service announcement. We have recently, over the past couple of months, learned that a grain-free diet for your lovable pooch is not advisable. It can cause serious heart issues and shorten his quality of life and, and his life or her life in general. So do your research and, if possible, move to a normal grain diet. Well, it's not even necessarily grain. I'll just elaborate a little bit more. Um, so to put some background, and I don't mean to take over your what are you doing. Um, so our dog was recently diagnosed with diet-related, we're assuming at the moment we have some blood work, still out in the ether waiting for results, um, dilated cardiomyopathy, which is a big word for basically saying heart enlargement and not working, pump, not pumping. Um, and a lot of that is associated with they're not really sure what mechanism, but taurine deficiency and L-carnitine deficiency, which are two chemicals found in your dog's heart. And because of the presence of either legumes, like potatoes, peas, lentils, or exotic meats like bison, and those are all things that happen to be in our dog's food for a good three years, um, somehow block the uptake of taurine and L-carnitine in your dog. So, in case you weren't aware, the FDA put out a warning, nothing's firmed up, they don't have an exact reasoning why this is happening, but it has been linked to grain-free and boutique, quote-unquote, foods. So just do some research, find a nice science-backed diet, and give your pooch a very long and healthy life. And hug. Give him a long and healthy hug. I would very much like to give uh, your dog, Charlie, uh nice big hug i'm gonna have a chance to do so soon enough um sounds like he's been through he's been through the ringer and you two have been through the ringer and uh i think i speak for all of us here at online warriors and all of our fans when i say our hearts go out to you and hoping for a speedy recovery for charles he's basically the mascot of online warriors there's not really much competition uh but he clearly is we're gonna get him a warrior helmet I would love that. I hope you're willing to follow up on that. You know what? I will. Or maybe a little bandana that has like the Online Warriors logo on mm. it. I like that. That's we'll nasty. post a picture to our our Twitter account that we don't post to. <laughs> All now, right. now we're just making promises we can't really keep. But yeah, go, anyways, go on. What are you up to Wednesday? So a couple things has happened recently. Um, one, I've successfully been a social butterfly and hosted a large brunch and the reason I wanted to host this large brunch was mainly because I wanted to make Terijo Terijo breakfast tacos <laughs> how did that go? the tacos were fantastic the quantity of people was absolutely stressful but the we're tacos talking, were good you, t you told me what 16 people? 16 people and, and folks I do not have a large home Overall, I mean, it's bigger than the workplace I live, but yeah. Very Sorry. smoothly. Things went very smooth, but boy, do I get stressed in a, in a social environment. I have registered myself a introvert with the county, so it doesn't really pay well for me. I don't really think it's so much your introversion. I think it's just in your home, you're just stressed about everything. When I have guests in my home, I become full dad. In this, is, this, is this in the sense that you will want them to have a good time or you're worried they're going to break something or i'm worried they're going to break something i'm constantly cleaning up people's dishes behind them so they don't leave it around that's 
that's more mom than dad, I would say. No, chill. We're living in a progressive society, okay? So anyway, it was successful. Yeah. I was extroverted, and the breakfast tacos were wonderful. I recommend BJ's chorizo sausage. Just cut that casing off that bad boy and fry it up in a pan, and it's wonderful. Shout out to BJ's, not a sponsor. Also a national chain. Good luck finding out where any of us live. <laughs> and then on a more introverted side of things, something I'm really, really excited about is I started programming again, but this time it's a new language. It's Visual Basic in Excel. It is the best tool I have ever found, ever. You can so write... You have to explain this to me. So you're coding Excel, in Excel. Yes, Excel has macros that you can code in to do things with your data in that file where that would drive like if statements, for loops, while loops, and you can do all this crazy conditional formatting because you're now no longer constricted to what the normal confines are of Excel, and it's amazing. So could I write, let's say I have a code and now we're really just nerding out. If Just fast forward if this isn't for you. So let's say I have a code in C++. Okay. If I want to write that same code in Visual Basic, well, I assume it probably depends a lot on what the code is doing. But let's say I want to, like, solve a... Well, this is getting too involved. It's not mostly because I've tried putting things in Excel that are, like, more complicated than summing a column, and it hasn't gone well. So... You and I will sit down at a later date to see and really push the limits of these. But so far, I have been able to pull data from one file into another file, um, analyze differences. It's been all like algebra, algebra and simple math, but I'm, I'm excited to see how far it can go. Because if I can do for loops, I can do iterative solvers. Now, this is, we're talking, this is something you're doing at work, or this is free time where nerd bombers like come to bed honey and you're like no i have to finish this iterative solver so this is work but i've been chomping at the bit to take my laptop home and work on it at home wow that i i envy your dedication that's all i have to say to that as someone who tries to avoid work most of the time because programming's fun it's, it doesn't Pro feel like work programming is fun and that's why i do what I do, which is very programming intensive, but I also stare at a screen for like four hours and I'm like, all right, I'm done. I don't know. That's cool though. Excel, I just use Excel today. Use it most days, actually. Excel is a very useful tool. Check it out, folks. I don't think you'll be disappointed. Excel. Excel. Not a sponsor. Not a sponsor. <laughs> I have one more question about, yeah, not a Microsoft in general, not a sponsor. But I have one more question about VBA. Is it v is VBA the same thing as Visual Basic, or am I making that up? Yes. What's VBA? It is okay. If I have, let's talk about the Google A Sheets. is just for application. It's VB. Let's talk about Google Sheets for a second. Okay. Because Google Sheets is basically, it's like this is not your grandma's Excel. Is it, is it like cloud coding? Is that what that was? Uh, I mean, I don't know. I, you tell me. Can I? Can, if I have a Visual Basic thing that I'm doing in Excel, so macros, want... macros are an add-on in Excel. So I don't think it would be in the Google Sheets. So I can't. Okay. Yeah, that would be like a hack. I feel like Google Sheets is just like, hey, you want to have fun all editing a document at the same time and doing nothing particularly interesting. Google Sheets is for you, whereas Excel is for like the serious folks like you. So. You're you're a serious serious guy. Sure. <laughs> we'll, All right. we'll, we'll go with that for now. To the nerd uh, bomber. To the nerd bomber. All right. So my last few weeks haven't been as exciting as programming in Excel. Um, but I have because because we all know it doesn't get any more exciting than it that. It really doesn't get any more enthralling. Goosebumps. Um, but a few things that I have done. Uh, first, I started watching the marvelous Mrs. Maisel on Amazon Prime. The prime original it won an emmy uh so we made it through season one and it's actually been really really good i've really enjoyed it um the whole concept got, got nominated for golden globes did it I, I yeah i know rachel brosnahan got nominated for a golden globe for like best actress or something i've never watched it but i heard it's really good 
the the whole concept is that um, she is a housewife who her husband tries to be a comedian and is always going to this like dive bar in might be Brooklyn. I'm not really sure. I'm not too familiar with my New York City. Um, and in the very first episode, he leaves her like right away, and then she gets super drunk and goes and basically goes to that comedy club and just spews her life story and the talent agent there recognizes how funny she is and everybody's laughing at her jokes and then decides to direct her and help her in pursuing a career in comedy so it's kind of a cultural set piece a timepiece kind of thing um it's also like a lifestyle type show and also some good comedy thrown in because her trying to navigate this new world of being a single woman and being one of the first women in the comedy world. It's so this good. is, we're talking, you might have said, but like, the, what's this, the 50s? I think it might be the 50s, yeah. Yeah. It, and it's it's clearly a comedy. It's not like, oh yeah, it's not like Mad, Mad Men. It's not I've Mad Men. I've never watched that show. No. Never watched Mad Men, but I don't understand what people are seeing when they're saying, I gotta watch Mad Men. We actually, we tried to watch Mad Men a little while back, and I had a really hard time watching it. Like, I think we watched the majority of season one, but I just don't like any of the characters. Like, it, none of them. I dislike them all. It seems to start to get repetitive, and then you just, you lose interest. They're all just, like, chauvinist pigs working in an ad agency, right? They're all just sitting around smoking cigarettes and talking about the secretaries? Pretty much. And yeah, I feel like I pretty much have it. It's funny because um, John Hamm, the guy who plays the main character in Mad Men, he's even said like he hates his character in that show, and that it was a struggle for him all those years to play that character. But he wouldn't obviously trade it because it helped make his career. And that right. actually goes to show how good of an actor he is because I don't think it portrays his real life personality at all. If you've watched anything else that he's done, he's usually more of a comedy actor now. He's fantastic. I'm a big fan of his, actually. But yeah, I've never watched Mad Men because I just I feel like I know what I'd be getting and I wouldn't like it. Um, let's see. The other thing that I have been up to, uh, pretty much just getting ready for Christmas. We've got the house completely decorated. All of my Christmas gifts have been purchased. Uh, most of them have been wrapped. And I'm just feeling festive, man. Ahead of the game. My gosh. Yeah, I used to be that person that would wait until, like, the few days before Christmas, and I'd be kind of scrambling around. But I've got everything laid out, and it's it's great. It's very relaxing. I get to just listen to my Christmas tunes and just feel the joy of the season now. Did you check your list twice? I did, because my mom actually told me that my first list kind of sucked. So we, we do oh. this thing where, like, she still asks me what I would like for Christmas so then she can, like, kind of narrow down what she wants to get me of That's those just a good things. thing to do. That, too, to be totally clear. Um, But so I sent her my list this year, and she was like, can you send me some more stuff? And I'm like, why? I sent you, like, a pretty decent chunk of stuff. She was like, yeah, I don't like any of that. Send me some more. So apparently the things that I want are not interesting enough <laughs> for Christmas. The mom was like, your mom was like, the things you want suck. Pretty much. Wow. This is Nerd Bomber. That's harsh. So we we shall see what I actually end up receiving. But so far, a lot of that stuff that I put on my list originally did not make the cut. So you had to dig deep and be like, I guess I'd like a melon baller. What is a melon baller? Who's using that? A melon baller is actually a very useful tool for making melon balls. But I feel like a lot of my stuff that I wanted was very, like, practical things. And I think my, like mom, my mom just thought they weren't exciting. So we'll see. We'll see where we end up. I've, I've noticed that my Christmas lists, because, yeah, every year my mom is like, I need a list from you. And, I'm you know, I'm not one to complain. I'm like, sure. And lately she's actually been making lists for us. It comes and like get meaningful gifts for her. So we actually all make each other lists now, basically. Um, I've noticed that my lists, remember when you were a kid and you were like, man, I hope I don't get like socks or something or like a shirt. I hope I don't get a shirt. Dude, socks now, and shirts are the best. Right. Now I'm like, I hope I get a shirt because shirts are great. 
You wear shirts all the time. Guess when you use like a toy? I mean, I'm 26, so still all the time, but like not as much as a shirt. It's I just it's so crazy how that happened. I don't know when it happened, but I feel like it was an instant change where suddenly I was like, I think clothes have a lot of gift value to me now. They really do, because I feel like, so you always need clothes, but you can't necessarily justify buying yourself that new shirt or a new pair of boots. That's what I put on my list. Um, wink, wink. And, like, it's not something fun. Like, when you, you worked 40 hours a week to get your paycheck, you don't want to necessarily spend it on a pair of boots. It's more something you need. So then at Christmas time, when it's not your money, you're like, hey, I actually kind of need that. Do you want to buy it for me? And it's great. I, I, I just, for me, it's a much more like, I don't want to say carnal because that sounds like weird, but like there is no better feeling for me these days than putting on a new shirt that I know fits and just like wearing it and people being like, wow, that guy looks good. I mean, they don't say that, but like them being like, I imagine that that's what they're thinking and it makes me so incredibly happy. That's nice. So, yeah, if you're listening, uh, if any of you want to send us gifts, Nerd Bomber wants a pair of boots, which, you know, past that you'll have to extrapolate. She didn't really say what kind or what color. So just, I would think like polka dot rain boots. For me, I like a nice button, button down. Is it button down or button up shirt? I've heard both. I'm not going to send you a gif. I'm going to send you a gif. Oh, 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 so fun. It's classic. To answer your question, though, I think you can go either way. Button up or down, buttons all around. I say button down, but I've heard people say button ups before. And I I mean, I haven't like punched them in the face, but I've, it's, it's given me pause. Anyways, uh, Christmas is coming up. Um, That has also been dominating a lot of my time. Uh, The move in is now complete. I have moved. I'm actually sitting in new place right now which is very exciting this is the first podcast from my new place my my girlfriend's regular place she lived here and i just moved in with her um which was her mistake she'll she'll find out sooner or later um and she might be listening to me speak right now so she might have heard that hopefully she's laughing um i've been moving i've been getting all my christmas gifts together it doesn't sound like i'm nearly as far along as you uh i have some things that left to get i have most of my stuff i've wrapped about half of it coming along not going to be like running around on christmas eve like a maniac hopefully um and put up the tree that you so graciously bestowed upon us and it looks beautiful gorgeous other such words uh i just sent tactic a picture like a few minutes ago gorgeous i concur it's lovely we got like a few we had we had like some just standard like ball ornaments that we put on and then we're like you know what let's let's break the bank so we went to target yeah you saved on a tree might as well get some decorations right so we went to target where you get everything and we went to their they have a bunch of ornaments that are actually really nice so we picked out a couple of like kind of keepsake-ish ornaments there's one that has a it's like a door and then like a wreath on it and says 2018 and we figured our first Christmas living together, we get we get that and like we wrote our initials on it like a, like young cute couples do. So mm. everything's everything's great. Couldn't couldn't be happier. Uh, normally around this time I'd be stressing out about final exams, but I'm not taking final exams anymore. So nothing. What a world too, that we live in today. What a time to be alive. We've we've truly come a long way. Uh, and and with that in mind, let's talk about the game awards. Uh, as far as I know, they've been held for the past few years in December. This year was no exception. Um, did you guys like, why? I, I don't know. I have the list of winners in front of me, but did you guys like, can you watch this? Is this like a thing you can? You can watch, um, I think they, they stream it live. I did not watch it live. I watched a bunch of recaps after the fact, and I looked at the lists of what won, um, most of the time, so I usually, for the Game Awards, the most interesting thing for me is the new game announcement, and then the actual awards themselves I find interesting, but I like to just see the list. I don't really like award shows, period. Like, I don't like watching the Emmys, I don't like watching the Grammys, I don't like watching any of that. I just, 
want to know the winners and I feel like the whole build up thing is just a waste of time. So I just like to see in the final list. So you can I'm watch it live. Kind of, I did that. Yeah, I'm inclined to agree with you about like the only award show that I watch try to watch start to finish is the Oscars, but even that's like I love movies more than anyone, but that's a challenge because it's like four hours and it's like just tell me who won. Skip the dog and pony show. Exactly. Um yeah. The 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 big winners reading reading down the list uh game of the year and best game direction went to god of war which, which were you surprised I, uh i thought that red dead redemption 2 was going to get a lot more things and it did get quite a few things it looks like it got four awards that i can see best score best audio design best performance and best narrative um based on everything i've heard about that game which is that it's like revolutionary and groundbreaking we talked about how how many man hours they poured into that game and it was a ridiculous amount um, I, I expected that to do a little bit better, but I, I don't know. It's hard for me to say, like, I remember when God of War came out, everyone was like, oh my God. But I also feel like it was a very short, like, thing, and then it was over. That's kind of how I felt. Like, I did, I expected Red Dead Redemption to sweep everything just because everyone raves about the game. But because God of War won, like, I really am interested in playing that, and like you said, it seemed like it was just kind of a blip on the radar of 2018. But now I really, like, I have the game and I, I really want to play it now. You Oh, so you do own it. I got it on sale. I think I picked it up for, like, 15 bucks. But I have yet to even take it out of the shrink wrap. It's right. And, and this is, like, a franchise, isn't it? I'm pretty sure it's a franchise. Yeah, God of War has been around for whole console generations i remember i think the game even was out when it was on playstation 2 if i remember correctly um but this is kind of like a reinvention it like you didn't have to have played the old games in order to jump into this one this was like the same character but like many many years later grown up so you could kind of jump in at this new storyline maybe do some cursory research on the old franchise just so that you knew kind of what was going on with the character but for the most part like it was all based on mythology so you could pretty much just jump in it it actually won the same number of awards as red dead did actually no sorry I, i'm mistaken red dead did win the most awards it won four awards god of war appears to have only won three but i think god of war won the more important ones like i said game of the year and best game direction and then the third one at one was best action adventure game uh, those seem pretty pretty high dollar as awards go so I would say they were the quote unquote winner of of, of the show um, other major titles that you'll recognize uh, Fortnite won a couple of awards which I don't really know how I feel about that but at this point it kind of is what it is Overwatch won best esports game uh, Ninja which I believe Ninja is the guy who plays all the Fortnite and probably a bunch of other stuff as content creator of the year. Um, other than that, there's quite a few titles here that I don't actually recognize. One uh, that I was surprised to see and kind of excited to see um, was the Monster Hunter winning. It, yeah. it won best role-playing game of the year. And that is something that I specifically asked to put on my my Christmas list. Even though it's 20 bucks, it's just it's one of those games that I've wanted to play and I'm now even more excited to play it. So I, in a few weeks' time, will be able to vouch if it, in fact, meets that award standard. I, and well, and the thing is, if you said it, it's 20 bucks, from what I know about the Monster Hunter games, so I had a roommate in college, which I knew you guys in college. You probably met this guy. Um, his name is Matt, but it's not the Matt you're thinking of. Shout out to my buddy, Matt. Uh, he was one of my roommates in college and I think it was Monster Hunter Try I don't think World was out yet well yeah World definitely wasn't out yet because it just came out but the one previous to this he got the game at the midnight release and I don't think I saw him go to class for like it had to be at least a month after that he was probably hunting all the monsters he was hunting all the freaking monsters he could find and he was like I mean, he, he got really deep into that. Um, so it seems like one of those games you can lose yourself in. I, I've had a couple of conversations with people about Monster Hunter. I don't think it's super for me because I'm not a big RPG guy, but yeah, sounds like you can lose yourself in it. Sweet. I'm excited. 
The other game that I was kind of excited and heard a lot of hubbub about, but I haven't played it, is um, Dead Cells. One best action game. And I thought that was pretty interesting just because it's literally like a 2D kind of side-scroller game. And it beat out titles like Far Cry, Destiny 2, and Call of Duty to win best action game. So I thought that was just really interesting. Yeah, I was actually reading a little bit about this game in particular because it was described on its Wikipedia page as a quote-unquote Metroidvania game, which I didn't know was a term. But apparently it's used to describe games that are like a cross between the Metroid series and the Castlevania series. Mm -hmm. Uh, And yeah, it mentioned the kind of the side-scrolleriness of it, which, yeah, to... It's hard to even fathom a side scroller beating out the likes of Call of Duty, Destiny, those mega franchises. Um, so that is definitely one to look into. Um, another aspect of the Game Awards is they often use uh, use the Game Awards to kind of debut some. You mentioned new games and, and trailers and stuff, and I noticed that one of the I haven't seen all the trailers that were debuted, but I know. There was a trailer for Anthem, and that's Tactic One's big thing. So I have to ask: Have you seen it? I have not seen the new trailer, but how did you not see it? I, I don't know. I've been away from the internet. I've been in Excel. He's been, he's been coding <laughs> Visual Basic. Um, well, I mean, you should. I, I actually have not seen it either myself, but I figured I would ask you. My and... passion for it hasn't faded. I could tell you that for sure. If anything, I, it's grown because I've gotten more into Destiny in 2018 for whatever reason. It just kind of picked it up and got back into it. And it made me really, really want to see what the answer to Destiny truly will be. We've we've talked about Anthem a couple times, if, if my memory serves, because it's been in development for a long time. And yeah, it's, it's kind of playing this role as Destiny Killer. Um, I remain skeptical is... I guess all I will say for now. I was kind of blown away. There, a new Far Cry is already coming out. Yeah, it's supposed to be the follow-up to the last Far Cry. I did watch the trailer for that one, and wow. It, I don't even know if it's a good wow. It's just like there's a lot going on, and yeah, you, you the hook to the previous game is in like the last twenty seconds of the trailer, but other than that, it's just chaos. The, the thing that I was most excited for that they announced was Obsidian, who was actually just acquired by Microsoft uh, to be a developer for them. Um, their last non-Microsoft project was finally announced uh, because when Microsoft buys all of these different development companies and teams, they basically say that they'll honor whatever contracts are already in place before starting any new like Microsoft exclusive. And so they showed off their new first-person RPG called The Outer Worlds, and it looked to me like an amazing cross between Fallout, because Obsidian were the guys who created Fallout originally. They were responsible for Fallout New Vegas, um, which was seen by a lot of people as like the best Fallout. Um, so it looked like a cross between Fallout and Borderlands. It seemed really funny. It seemed really edgy and fast-paced. And I'm just super excited about it. Now, it's funny you mentioned Fallout, and we shouldn't get into the whole Fallout 76 thing, which I assume you guys heard about that. Yeah. This was actually, this was a while ago, but I can't remember if we had done our last episode before or after this. But yeah, I've 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 seen some stuff about the Outer Worlds, and a lot of stuff I've seen is making that distinction of, like, these were not the Fallout 76 guys. These are the, these are the good guys, the Fallout New Vegas guys. Um, I watched, the, I only watched a few trailers, uh... The Rage 2 trailer was equally crazy to Far Cry. Um, I feel like, I mean, it was visually awesome. I feel like I didn't learn a whole lot. Uh, the trailer that most intrigued me was definitely Scavengers. Mm-hmm. Did you guys? Yeah, that one looked pretty cool. I, for me, the ideal video game trailer, which yeah, I have a feeling you guys are going to disagree, but for me, the ideal video game trailer is very, very cinematic. And that's exactly what that one was. I 100% really agree any... with that. I don't like to see gameplay. I like to see gameplay I... closer to the game so I know what I'm looking for, but I feel like the cinematic trailer is the thing that hooks you and promises some good story and background behind the game. Because it allows exactly. you to like envision what it might be. And, if it me- and then when it comes out, if it meets what you dreamed of, cool. If it doesn't, 
cool. You might be pleasantly surprised on how different it is from what you envisioned. Right. It, it it sets the stage for you and it sets the bar for the company making it. I'm actually surprised that we all agree on this. I thought I was going to get some pushback of like, no, I want to see gameplay because I think a lot of people do want to see gameplay in their trailers. But for me, that's like a whole different thing, especially these days where now if I want to see gameplay, I'm not going to look to a trailer for that. I'm going to look to, oh, I'm going to look up X streamer on YouTube who's playing it and see what it looks like. So... Yeah, the Game Awards happened, and some games won awards. Uh, let's kind of roll this into some more 2018 recap. I, wa- I wanted to kind of just look back on the year, uh, everything we've been through together and apart, and just talk about the best of 2018. Well, you know, let's not dwell on the worst of it, because there was, there was a, a fair amount of bad, but let's talk about the best. So... Let's just maybe do some rapid fire questioning here. What was the best movie you guys saw in 2018? Geostorm. I'm totally kidding. <laughs> it's a great answer. Uh, what was the best movie? I, there was so I feel like in 2018 there was no one movie that really blew me away. But there were a lot of really good movies that I enjoyed seeing. Um Something that I actually saw pretty recently that I thought was really good, but I wouldn't say it like blew me away and was the best movie of the year, um, was, oh man, Can You Ever Forgive Me? And it was based on a true story, basically this author um, who wrote biographies of comedians was doing research and because she couldn't get any books published, she basically just stole this letter and pawned it off so that she could make rent and pay for her cat's vet bills. And then she realized that this was like a lucrative thing. So she started forging all of these letters from famous comedians and making tons of money until she was eventually caught. And it was just a really interesting movie. It was a true story and it was played by Melissa McCarthy, which was a very interesting choice because normally you'd think that she would would play more into the comedy role but this is a very like more dramatic movie there were some one-liners but for the most part it was dramatic and i would say that was probably one of the more interesting movies that i've seen because i went in and i didn't know what to expect but i thought it was pretty good i'm really jealous that you saw that because yeah that's getting i haven't seen it yet but it's getting a lot of awards buzz in particular for melissa mccarthy people are saying that she might be an Oscar contender for for her performance. I've heard it's really really good. It's Rotten Tomatoes score is sky high, so yeah, I'm jealous. <laughs> uh, tactic, any any input? Uh, I think the best movie that I saw was probably The Black Klansman. It was Ooh, interesting. It had action. It had comedy. It was based on a true story. It had justice it had literally everything i could expect in a movie and i didn't even expect all of that in a movie when i went into it i thought it was a really good one black Klansman was really good it, it really i just always think about the ending which is not the happiest um but it's really emotional and the movie is very gripping and it's got a lot of great period piece elements. are you talking about the flash forward ending Yes, yeah. yes. Um, brings you into the present day and talks about how things are still bad, uh, to put it to put it lately. Um, my best movie of 2018, it, a little bit different than than your guys because it's more of like a blue chip blockbuster. But I really, really loved Mission Impossible Fallout. It was that movie was everything it was cracked up to be. The hype for me was really, really high because I love that franchise. Went to see it expecting to maybe be let down. And while it wasn't particularly unpredictable, it was so extremely well executed and just so many bananas stunts that it was, I was supremely entertained. Um, you know, for, for me, when I look back on 2018, the movies I'm going to remember are definitely that and Infinity War. For better or for worse, those are the ones that I'm going to look back and, and distinctly remember. Um, so with movies in mind, let's, let's talk about TV. Now, you just talked about The Marvelous Miss Maisel, but I don't know what your year has looked like. TV-wise. I would say TV-wise, the show that I was most impressed with 
And then I came away wanting another season very quickly, and I just have to wait a year, was probably Glow. And I didn't expect that one. And there were a lot of really good TV shows that I watched this year, including like season two of The Handmaid's Tale and The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, like you just mentioned and we talked about earlier. But Glow, and I think we talked about that a few podcasts ago, was really just a great show. There was something about the characters, there was something about the era of the show, and I just really, like, I was always wondering what was going to happen next. I got really invested in the characters, and I'm still looking forward to season three. I can't wait for it. I'm so glad you mentioned Glow, because mine was Community. We're sounding like hardcore Allison Brie fans over here. Now, Community, is it... I can never remember where that show is. Is it over now? Yeah. It's been over for a little bit. Okay, so this 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 was a... A heartfelt binge that you're going to look back on 2018 and think that was my community year. Mm-hmm. All right, I feel that. Plus, uh, Alice from, and Brie, just saying. Uh, right, of course. <laughs> for me, the answer is definitely Maniac, which uh, was a Netflix limited series that came out, I think, late summer, early fall. And it was just, I think, 10 episodes. Jonah Hill, Emma Stone are in a drug trial where the drug is supposed to quote-unquote cure depression um i think it was billed as a comedy and it's really hard to describe it as that but it's just like so i i recommend you watch it it's so like not psychedelic but like half of the show is they're delving into these people's heads and their subconsciouses and figuring out where their demons are and how to kill slay those dragons and it's just a lot of surrealism and there is some humor, but there's also a lot of great drama and a lot of great acting. And I, I binged it in like three days or something, three or four days. And I have no regrets. I feel like I'll have to give that one another try because we watched the first episode and I walked away from it just kind of met on the whole show. Like it just seemed a little too out there for me and I couldn't get a feel for what was even supposed to be going on. That's a fair criticism. It's pretty out there. So um, I feel like I might have to revisit that one. That, like, like I imagine a lot of people, yourselves included, might watch Maniac and think, like, this is not for me. And that's kind of the way that I felt about Haunting of Hill House, which everyone was like, this is the best show ever. Did you guys watch The Haunting of Hill House? I couldn't make it, like, 15 minutes into Dead Space. Do you really think that I watched that show? <laughs> Yeah, okay, that's a fair point. But here's the thing. Like, everyone's going on and on about this show. And I, Kate and I watched, like, I don't know, three episodes. And we were like, this is just not... Not only was it not scary, but it wasn't particularly compelling as, like, a family drama, which I think is what it really is at its core. Um, but everyone went crazy about it. And I just... I didn't get it. So like I, but like looking at my experience with Maniac, I could easily see people watching it and being like, this is just a bunch of nonsense. I have no reason to watch this. So TV, it's just, it's crazy like that. Um, Let's talk about books. This will be the last best of category. Ooh, can I go first? I would, I would love it if you did. Um, So 2018, as you all know, my going rate is one book a year. At a best. classic rate. Okay. This year, not only did I read one book, but I read two books. Um, and wouldn't you guess what the second book was? It was actually a recommendation from both you and Nerd Bomber. What book was that? The Martian. Oh. Wait, no, you read that with us. Yes. Uh, oh, gosh. Fahrenheit 451. Oh. I finally read that. So that was not my favorite book of 2018. The other one I read was. (laughs) But I read it. Okay, fair enough. I'm glad I built up the suspense for that one. The other book I read was Influx. And I have explained what it's about because, like I said, I only read one book a year on average. And that is about... (laughs) the government hoarding advanced technologies and leaking them out at their leisure to maintain, quote, balance. 
It was interesting. And it sounds, yeah, we've talked about it. It still sounds heavy to me when you bring it up, but, uh, you know, 2018 was, was the influx year. Uh, Nerd Bomber? So for me, I, so I have to preface this by saying this year I've read 37 books, currently I'm 38, and I'm shooting for 40. Oh so I've read a lot this year. Um, That's crazy. So there are a lot of books that have really impacted me that I've read, and I'll kind of... I'm going to break the rules here, and I'm going to take one from fiction and one from nonfiction. Oh, gosh. Sorry. How dare you? Um, so the one fictional book that really grabbed me was called Reincarnation Blues. And I wax poetic on this in a blog post on my blog, Diary of a Healthy Nerd. Shameless plug. Um, Shout out. But it was one of those books where the cover caught me at first, and I picked it up at the library because of the cover. And then it was just a really compelling story. It felt really original. And basically the the plot point was that, um, so throw, just take this with a grain of salt, put aside your religious beliefs. In in this book's world, um, you are always reincarnated and you have like a thousand lives to get it right. And then once you get it right, you move on to like total bliss, like your happy place. Um, so this guy was nearing his a thousandth life, but he was in love with death who could never move on to the next world. So they were trying to navigate how, um, he would be able to move on while still being with his love, the personification of death. So it was just a very interesting story. It was a really original story. The way I described it probably makes it sound super weird, but there was a lot of humor and comedy in it. And it's just, it was a star-crossed lover story, but it wasn't a romance. It was just a really interesting tale. Totally recommend it. So that's not an interesting story. That's pretty much the story of Thanos and death. That's why he kills everyone, because he wants someone to kill him. No, but he he wasn't like this all-powerful being. It, it wasn't like that. Um, and then... And this is, this is, that was the nonfiction one, right? Yeah, that, that was really the happened. nonfiction one. The one um, I said was fiction. So <laughs> okay. the nonfiction book that I read that I thought was a really good read, and everybody who's in any kind of creative industry, which is pretty much any industry, if you think about it. Um, I read Creativity, Inc. by Ed Catmull, who was one of the founders of Pixar. And it was basically just how he was able to build this amazing company that churns out creative blockbusters over and over and over again and how they Wait, foster what's, what's pixar just kidding <laughs> i was gonna say what um but it was basically <laughs> like how they foster the sense of creativity in their company and how they keep the juices flowing so that they don't stagnate because i can't remember the last time i've seen a pixar movie that's really been a major bust that i've walked out of being like eh, didn't like that so I thought it was just a really good book kind of to get you thinking about how you can maintain your own creativity, how you can foster creativity in the company setting. And I just thought it was a really motivating book. I'm not sure they've ever had a bust. Like thinking back and right? I, I too have, right. And I too have listened to podcasts. I listened to like entire episodes of podcasts about how their process works and why it works and like, they have this thing where they put story above everything else and the story rules everything. So if you have to change an entire shot that costs, you know, a million dollars because it doesn't fit the story, then that's what you do. And that's one of the reasons that their movies are what they are and they're how successful they are. Um, Pixar, great company. I actually know who they are. I was just kidding before. Um, My book would have to be, so I'm a Stephen King guy, which Stephen King you know, I'll probably die before I finish reading all of his books because he came up with about a billion of them. But this 2018 Stephen King book that I read was called Revival. And it was about, it's fiction. Stephen King doesn't write. Actually, he has written on fiction that I have read and it's good. But this was fiction and it's about uh, a priest who discovers what he calls secret electricity, which he can use to cure people's wounds and he he cures another character's addiction to heroin and as the story goes on he becomes more and more inventive and more and more uh 
risky with his use of this quote-unquote secret electricity which he harvests from lightning and at the end he tries to basically reanimate a corpse and you can imagine that that causes a lot of crazy stuff to happen uh i'd recommend it if you're in the mood for a horror sort of read uh nerd bummer you can't get through 15 minutes of dead space so what is with you guys quoting comic books what do you mean that literally happened in batman with rajah ghoul and uh, Jason Todd. Man. Uh, my response to that is take it up with Mr. King, the worldwide best-selling novelist. You guys keep telling me original stories, and I'm like, no, that, that happened in the comics. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we can't all be comics experts. You, sh- you should. You should tweet at him. But don't use the Online Warriors account. I don't want... I don't want to be getting put on blast by Stephen King. That's not good for our no, brand. I'll let my boy Rage know and see and let him handle it. Alright, I like I like your where your head's at. Um You know, we haven't gotten to a whole lot of news here, but we're already running a little short on time and I have a very festive game for us today. What do you guys say? Shall we move into it? I'm good with that. Let's talk about the 12 days of christmas all 12 of them you all know the 12 days of christmas it's that song that's really really long and at the end you never want to sing it again for the rest of your life well guess what you sing it every year so get used to it uh our game this week is going to be a price is right style game similar to what we played in the past uh not price is right style and that you if you guess over you bust it's just going to be closest person gets it kind of thing um and we're going to be going through for each of the 12 days of christmas and you guys are going to be guessing the market value of the gifts so every year pnc which is some kind of bank it stands for something that i don't know uh releases what they call the pnc christmas price index for 35 years they've calculated the price of the 12 gifts from the classic carol and yeah we can go through and i can you can guess what each one costs and then I will tell you what the real answer is. Uh, I want to say, bear in mind before we begin, that if you're looking for justification on some of these prices when I tell them to you, you're not going to get much because they basically give a little blurb after each, which I will read to you, but um, they're not often extremely descriptive. So my best advice to you is to use your imaginations um, where needed. And let's get started. With a partridge in a pear tree. Now, does this come with a pear tree or just just a partridge in a tree? Like, did they capture him in a pear tree and then they're giving you just the partridge? How does this work? I will tell you, I will tell you that this one, again, a lot of the time I won't be able to specify exactly, but this one I can because it says it in the description. Uh, This is for both the partridge and the pear tree. Okay. Uh, we'll do ladies first because it's the season of giving. One last question. Is this pear tree a sapling or is this like a full-grown beast of a tree? Uh, again, this is information that I typically would not be able to tell you, but this description is extremely uh, descriptive. Uh, and it says, quote-unquote, a well-rooted pear tree. Hmm. That's, all I'm gonna, that's all I can give you. That's all the information I'm fit to give. Okay, I'm going to say $725. Okay. I'm going to go, go over Tree Fitty. One. Tree Fitty. Tree Fitty. Be about right. Tree Fitty. Tactic gets the first point. Uh, I will mark it down. Uh, the partridge in a pear tree cost in total $220.13. Uh, but a well-rooted the, pear tree is pretty expensive to move. The well-rooted pear tree costs $200. Uh, $199.95 to be exact. The partridge only cost $20.18. Um, this has seen a 0.1% price increase from 2018, or sorry, from 2017 to 2018. Hmm. That's pretty useless information, but still interesting. Um, I don't know if they're factoring in the cost of transporting the tree. I think they might just be factoring in the cost of the tree itself. I guess you can try and bear that in mind for the future rounds, but let's Continue on to two turtle doves. Okay, I'm gonna say thirty bucks. I'm gonna say sixty-five. I was gonna let, let Tectic go first because that way we could alternate. Because I think going ah. first gives you a bit of an advantage. But anyways, that's fine. Tectic can go first next time. Uh, so your guesses were, sorry, repeat them for me. Thirty-five. 
65. And Tactic. Okay, Tactic's closer again, but you guys were miles away. You uh, had a 5. Turtle you Doves were 30 are... originally, Turtle... weren't you? No, it was 35. It, it does not matter. Turtle Doves are expensive, y'all. $375. No This way. is no fluctuation. That's what it says. They know what they're doing. This is no fluctuation from 2017 to 2018, so that's the market price uh, for 2018. I guess turtle doves are, they're, you know, rare birds. Um, so Tectic gets another point. He's running out to an early lead, and he will go first in guessing the market value of three French hens. $70. Um, $50. Tactic gets another point. <laughs> oh my goodness. We're looking at $181.50. But that's that's not true. Hens. Three French hens are not that expensive. I can go to the fair and I can get some hens for dirt cheap. Dirt I understand, cheap but are they, are they French hens? They're pretty. They have the little puffy thing on their head. Maybe that might be a rooster though. I'm not sure. I mean, here's here's the thing, guys. I can read you the descriptions, but they don't really say much about what goes into their analysis. I'm I'm trusting PNC here. PNC is a financial services group that's known worldwide. Um, the French hens did not change in market value from 2017 to 2018. Once again, they did not stay. They they didn't change at all. So Tectic gets another point. He's up three to nothing. Nerd bomber, you got to get it together with four calling birds. Um, maybe 75 bucks. A hundred dollars. Okay, Tactic wins again. Guys, I don't know the specifics about what a calling bird is, but they're valued at $600. $600? $600. You can look this up yourself afterwards. Don't look it up now because that's cheating. But this is all in the price index. Birds are expensive. I hope you're learning a lesson about the market value of birds. Technically, it's actually five hundred ninety-nine dollars and ninety-nine. Sorry, ninety-six cents. Um, Nerd bomber, you're going to need to make some drastic changes to your vis- visual basic Excel sheet. I know my techniques uh, are clearly not working here. But we're moving away from the birds, so this is your chance. We're into five gold rings. Okay. I'm going to go. A thousand dollars. Okay. I'm gonna go a thousand and one, Bob. All right. Tactic wins again. <laughs> Are you kidding? <laughs> Come on. They were they were seven hundred and fifty dollars. They dropped nine point one percent since twenty seventeen. Yeah, haven't you been tracking the price of gold? God. No, value, no, I have not. The value of gold has gone down. Uh, so seven hundred fifty dollars. So. Tactic is looking for the for the clean sweep here. He's he's five out of twelve. There's a lot. I literally of need yet. one win, and it's impossible for you to win. Well, then we could tie. But it's impossible. And then for we'd you to go win. into yeah. the into the magical bonus round, which is yet the to eight be days of Hanukkah. <laughs> Possibly. Uh, let's move on to six geese laying. Nerbomber, you go first, and we're back to birds, which we've seen. You on know the what? Tonight. Do it's actually it's my it's my turn. Let me think about this. It's advantageous to go second for this one if you really want. Tactic, it seems like is offering you charity. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll leave you the charity. opportunity. I'll to take defer. your charity. Let's do this. I'll defer. Okay, she's, she's taking the so charity. What, what what is the question, Bob? Again, six geese a laying. Your name is Bob, by the way. For this, oh, Barker. Six Damn, geese. Geese. Say all six geese. A goose. I'm going to go $895. Okay. Nerd power. I'm going to go $896, Bob. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> Nerd power, you're really blowing it. Technic gets another <laughs> point. That Valued at $390. That was not geese, charity. Look, you can just go out and, mm. and catch a goose. <sighs> Three, I was just made. I did an asinine one so that you would go lower and you went higher. Up 8.3% from 2017. So they actually were lower in 2017. Um, all right. So Tactic has six points. The best right, you can hope for is a tie at this Here point. we go. Let's do this. Seven, seven swans a swimming. 
tactic. I'm assuming you're going to extend the it's olive been, branch. Do you want me to, to go first? Or I'm going to say 90 bucks. Okay. Seven swans are swimming. Jeez, really? 90 bucks? Yeah. I'm going to go 400. It doesn't say what kind of swan. <laughs> Nerd bummer. Swans are extremely rare. No, you guys are not. both gonna be blown. You guys are both gonna be blown away by this, actually. Uh, so I don't know my Nerd birds. Bummer, this is not fair. Nerd bomber, I think you said like thirty bucks, thirty bucks or something. Uh, There's seven of said, them. Divide by seven. Now you're saying like a dollar for a swan. This is gonna blow you away. I believe it accounts for almost half the cost of the entire twelve days. No, sorry, a third of the cost, but still a huge amount. Thirteen thousand one hundred and twenty-five. No way. That's what it says. Uh, same market value as twenty seventeen, and actually the same as twenty sixteen as well. The market value of swans is remaining constant, and it's also remaining extremely high. So invest so, in swans. Nerd bomber, you've officially lost. But you know what? Let's play this out because I'm having a grand time. Who's watching buying swans? The people who are getting the twelve days of Christmas for their loved ones. Why Other than that, I could so many say. birds. Um, let's talk about eight maids of milking. Okay, so this is where you really have to put your thinking cap on. All here. right, so can... it's not the actual person, I would assume. It's the labor. That is. Do you want me to? Do you want me to tell you if that's correct or incorrect? Is that too much of a hint? I don't know. Nerd bomber thoughts. Mm, give him the hint. Well, you'd get it, it too. It, yeah, He's already it won. This way. It's fine. The, the, they're not market valuing the cost of, of slaves on this. Well, sheet. obviously, so, yeah, but it's it, just the cost it, it, of it the It wouldn't labor. be a slave. It'd be like a servant or or a maid. Duh. It's just the cost of the labor. Okay, so if it's the cost of the labor, and and how many hours are they milking? That I c- honestly could not tell you. So let's You're assume have a day's assume. worth of milking, so an eight-hour shift. And assume, I don't know, $11 an hour, and there's eight of them. So eight times eight is 64. 64 <laughs> times eight again. Bless me. I don't know. Let's, let's throw out 500 bucks. This is, this is my favorite game we've played so far. Nerd Bomber, I'm loving listening to you, you guys reason through these. Okay. 1,200. $58. I'm I'm assuming that they're only milking for an hour or something. $58. Yeah. $58. What if so, I wanted them to milk all day? Yeah. Why would I buy them so, for just an hour? Who only so needs for milk for an hour? I guess the udders dry up. You can only milk a cow once a day, I think. Isn't that that's what the old saying says? You can only milk a cow once a day. That's In any case. In any case, Tactic once again gets a point. He's still going for the clean sweep. Um, let's move on to nine ladies dancing. Okay, so let's go a, a, an hour again. Let's go $200. Okay, I'm going to say each one probably costs like $200 an hour, so I'm going to say 1800 Okay, Tactic, what, what was your number? 200 again? Okay, Nerd Bomber gets her first point. You guys Finally. both weren't even close, but she's on the board. So what was King it? Is dead. $7,552. I assume it's like, we're going to hire a ballet company. So wait, you pay 7000 for a bunch of people to dance, and then for actual milk and maids to milk the milk... It's it's high bucks. quality. It's high quality dancers. It's like hiring professionals. And what dancers. are these like bottom mark, bottom shelf cows? And you're not paying for the cows. You're paying for the maids. Look, I'll send you the link once this is over, <laughs> and you can you can really try and grind into this thing. But but don't blame me. Don't hate the player. Hate the game. Uh, Ten lords a leaping. Thirteen hundred. This one. This one is really just you're you're taking a shot in the dark. Lords are very expensive, but you said the swans were some of the most expensive things on this list. I said they were a third of the cost. Okay, I'm going to go $10,000 to get you some lords to leap. I said 1300 for the record. Is that your final answer? 
It's her final answer. Nerd Bomber got it exactly right. $10,000. Yep. Look at me go. Uh, Is that your final answer? Don't call it a comeback because it's impossible. (laughs) (laughs) Up 3% from 2017. Uh... Apparently for, I don't know, something having to do with Lord's price went up. Uh, so Nerd Bomber has her second point. Uh, tr- truly an underdog story. Uh, 11 Pipers Piping. Mm, okay. We're going to go a similar, I'm going to say $2,000. I'm going to say $5,000. Okay. Nerd Bomber is closer. Woo! She gets her third point. What is it? $2,804.40. Up 3.5% from 2017. Apparently hiring Pipers costs less than hiring Lords. That's the takeaway there. I don't really know what that means. Yeah, and all they're doing is freaking leaping. What? Hey, man, man, I don't make the rules. Maybe they're hiring like Circus Soleil Acrobats or something. There's probably like a detailed document that shows this, all the analysis somewhere, but I, I I don't have it in my possession at this point. I'll redo the disclaimer at the end, but let's finish out. Uh, 12 d- drummers drumming. $5,000 again. Uh, 2000 Okay, Nerd Bomber is once again closer. So you had a strong finish, Nerd Bomber. Uh, you got four. Tactic only doubled your score, so he will host the next game if there is a next game. Um, yes. They cost $3,038.10, up 3.5%. Wait, what was your guess? 2017. Her guess was 2,000, so she's closer. And mine was 5,000, and she's closer? Yep, that's how math works. Yep. Nailed it. Uh, so, so yeah, in, in, all the gifts once costs a total of $39,094.93. Uh, if you do it like the song does it, where you give them all the stuff like in succession, it's $170,000. No, $170,609,046. So you have to take out a second mortgage on your house. It's a total of 364 gifts. And I bet you, you she just that. friend-zoned him at the end of the song. It's hard to say. Um, so the the net cost went up 1.2% from 2017. Um, and... Yeah, that's 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 the game. I'll read you the little disclaimer here. The PNC Christmas price index shows the current cost for one set of each of the gifts given in the song, The 12 Days of Christmas. It is similar to the U.S. Consumer Price Index, which measures the changing prices of goods and services like housing, food, clothing, transportation, and more that reflects the spending habits of the average American. The goods and services in the PNC Christmas price index are far more whimsical, of course, and most years the price changes closely mirror those in the U.S. Consumer Price Index. It's a fun way to measure consumer spending and trends in the economy. So, yeah, that's seemingly all the information that we get. Um, there's a frequently asked questions, but I'm not. I'm not going to go through that now. In any case, congratulations to Tactic. He he really pulled it out there. Yay! And uh, yeah, t- tell your friends. Lords are expensive. Swans are expensive. Um, but the true value of Christmas is in your heart. And with um, that, Merry Christmas to all, and to all, a good night. Thanks for listening. Bye.